Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm Dave Fenoy, and I want to say uh, I'm really into the Spawn on Me podcast, and I know it sounds like you're going to get something on you that needs to be washed off, but no, really, it's, it's, it's not like that. Hey, party people, welcome to episode 264 of the Spawn on Me podcast, uh, which will also serve as our Thanksgiving holiday special. Uh, this is not your captain, but our captain is here. I've rescued him. Uh, he's He's been dipping out <laughs> from shows. Um, I, had, I had to grab him by his collar uh, like before he was leaving for uh, school with his lunchbox and remind him that you got to be on a show once in a while, man. Um, so <laughs> I am Sharif Jackson, and I'm joined by our captain, uh, Khalif Adams. How you doing? Let go of my collar, Reef. Goddamn, I'm just trying to walk outside. Uh, Why can't I let go of that collar? Damn did you did you did you did you tell me to put Vaseline in my face before <laughs> I went outside? And it was super cold. Did you like take a gob of Vaseline and put it on the side of my face and then made me rub it all the way yep. into the rest of it? Yeah, it's 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 basically like the uh, like I got you looking like the dude um, wasn't Ralphie? It was his little brother in a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> that was like just mad stiff with like his arm like 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 he couldn't bring his arms down <laughs> there will be no ashy children in this jackson family god damn That's it right, yeah yeah i hate it when my mom did that she definitely did do that vaseline shit like she would just yo it was it was it was like she would do like a hadouken of vaseline <laughs> like like on your face like to name the episode Hadouken of Vaseline. That's what she would do though. Oh, she would just oh she would God. just form that fireball and like you can't block it. Yeah, you couldn't block it. It was an unblockable move. <laughs> I th- the weird thing is I wonder if black mothers understood just how bad that shit was for your skin. Like it was like it was a weird like yo you have no pores anymore. You just have Vaseline inside all of your skin texture. Seal them up. But I, but it's weird because it's like the whole black don't crack thing is real. But I wonder how much of that is based off of Vaseline products as opposed to just good genetics. Like it could be a combination of the two. I mean, to be real, I think a lot of black don't a lot of people that people uh, hold up as black don't crack usually exercise a lot, eat pretty well, you know, and do all that stuff. I feel like black don't crack does not involve. <laughs> people that uh you know smoke a lot <laughs> drink a lot uh don't exercise i don't think it's like you you could just do nothing and be like stunningly beautiful at 60 you know what i mean man listen i eat mcribs all day every day <laughs> my skin is beautiful i don't know what you're talking about yeah, no, it, i don't know what you mean it 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 just like glistens with the uh secret sauce of a big man mcrib juice you just secrete that shit every time you sweat. <laughs> like, who came in here smelling like McRib? Was, oh, I'm sorry, it was me. My yeah. bad. Now, is 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 that what you have for Thanksgiving? Did you have like a big McRib and uh, stuffing? Like, is that what yeah. you had? Yeah, we basically we basically formed like 16 McRibs in the shape of a turkey, <laughs> and then and then put stuff inside of it to kind of give that festive feel. 
Sweet. Um, the cool thing, the, the best part about doing a McRib turkey is you have to get those little paper hats that usually go on the ends of the turkey legs. Oh, okay. But there's no legs on a McRib, so you have to just stick them on the top so it looks like ears. Oh, oh man. This is, I, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> thank you everyone for joining. Um, we just wanted to give you a quick little um, holiday show. We uh, both you know, just finished celebrating the holidays. Um, every year I go to my dad's house. Um, it's really the one time a year where I can count on seeing my dad's side of the family or like my step family and my dad and stuff. So I fl- flew over to East Orange, New Jersey. Shout out. Um, and uh, we all hung out and talked about Things that we did, like how relatives that are that weren't there ain't shit, um, <laughs> and politics, and this small little snowstorm that somehow ground northern New Jersey to a halt um, wow. about a week ago. Uh, it was like a, I think I think they predicted like three inches, and it ended up being like you know like six or seven, but still like apparently they didn't salt or anything. So it so huh. it was like a scene from the apocalypse or like a scene from when like Atlanta gets snow where it's just yeah, like accidents yeah. upon accidents upon accidents it was it was a crazy but uh, yeah yeah I had, I had a good time though got to hang out with my brother and then I saw my uh, mother the uh, next day um so so yeah it was it was a pretty quick trip though I I flew down on Thanksgiving morning and I flew back on Saturday Pro tip, y'all. Oh, that's if dope. you could fly on Thanksgiving morning, it is the best time to fly. Really, I flew out of O'Hare Airport, probably the second most busy after Atlanta. There was no traffic there. The airport was well for O'Hare. It was empty. Like the security yeah. line was like a couple minutes. You know, it, it was that is the if you can make it there by Thanksgiving dinner, and like you could fly in the morning. I'm telling you, do that shit. Do it. Damn. Yeah. Pro tip. That's a good that's a good pro tip. I didn't know that that I, I always expected any holiday to be like mad packed with everybody. I mean it's mad packed on Tuesday and Wednesday for sure. Yeah. But that Thursday morning, I'm telling you, it's, it's so don't tell anyone. This is only <laughs> only a Bracago secret. Um Word. so um I kind of, what, what did you do for uh Thanksgiving? Did you, did, did, so luck, did you so, perform genocide on any uh, any populations? I I performed genocide on some lettuce Ooh. and some and some and some pears. Oh. Well, not even we didn't we didn't even do the killing this year. We, we had <laughs> someone else do the killing. Um, usually, I will make my root beer ham for uh, festive events like that. Um, if you want the recipe, let me know. I'll hit you, I'll hit you with you in your DMs with the recipe. Nice. Um, Saw some pics, but We're good. yo, man. I, we didn't do it this year. I may do it for for Christmas, but it depends on if we go away for Christmas. But um, yeah, we went to a friend's a friend's house and they had friendsgiving, uh, which was really nice. Nice. Um, I don't really have any family that I actually go see or talk to mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so yeah, but I uh, mean, we don't really. I mean, your do wife's family is you know you guys are all family. I mean, kind of. Right? I mean, if you want to call it that, I guess legally so. family. I mean, we're, we're married and stuff. Your legal family. <laughs> 
<laughs> my legal family. <laughs> um, but I mean, we we have decided that we are like gonna skip some years because just it's like it's we're all grown and we don't really care and we don't need presents and all that other right. stuff. So it's like Thanksgiving is like one of those things where we kind of save those trips to see her family for either in the summertime where it's like you can go outside and go do stuff, or uh, we used to go back for Christmas, but religion killed that. So uh, <laughs> damn religion. <laughs> religious religious things like botched that whole thing and then we were like nah this is too this is too religious i like the friends giving um, though i like the idea of that it was really nice because it was like folks who because uh, really when portland is this interesting kind of transient city where a lot of people who come here or people who live here aren't from here originally um so you'll notice that a lot of folks who are from out of town they're like well i didn't have to i didn't go see my family i didn't go fly back this year so we'll try to do something here so um some of some of our mutual friends we all got together on on thanksgiving day um and hung out had a, had a really big like 10 person dinner and it was it was dope the guests uh, kind of put it on and we all brought a, a plate of something um we we brought this like really dope salad that was like with uh like candied pecans and pears and this crazy dope balsamic vinegar uh, dressing. It was super dope, um, but I didn't make any any actual like food for Nice me. job for the people allergic to nuts. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Shout out to everyone yeah. who. I'm glad I didn't died. go to your friends giving. Yeah, I was. I mean, friends dying too. Put, like, <laughs> put, put those nuts on the side. Damn it. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Actually. You're really right about that. That's on the side. That's a dick move. Uh, that was a dick move that we didn't think about. Yeah, it, I feel so bad about w- that. One actually. of the like every time I go to a potluck, I usually bring my own shit, like just in case it's like an emergency like situation where literally everything has nuts in it, which happens. Uh, yeah, especially like the desserts and stuff. You know, so I always have to have yeah. a, a little stash, a little stash that I can have. Word. So then that so that was Thursday, uh, and then Friday we hung out with uh, Sterling, uh, nice. Sterling McGarvey, and Fam. Uh, I brought over Drop Mix so I can show him how how it works. Oh, he, very cool! He's really digging it. Uh, so we played a little Drop Mix uh, over at the crib, and then on Saturday uh, I watched uh, Sarah Marshall with a couple of friends and my wife, and got high and watched it. It was great. Ooh, very cool! It was fantastic. I, I feel like that needs to become a new holiday oh, word. tradition. <laughs> So you need to go watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, get high, and then watch it and, and chill out. Uh, but it was a good, it was a really good couple of days. It was it was really nice to kind of sit back and relax and and be thankful for all the stuff that's happened this year. Yeah. with with um family and friends and and and, and with the crew. Uh, and it's been nice to reflect about that stuff with the year kind of almost almost coming to an end pretty soon. So yeah, it was dope. I liked it. It was it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely been reflecting too a lot about. Uh... Um, obviously thank you to everyone listening right now um yeah. whether you if you're just listening if you retweet if you patreon all that stuff just thank you to everyone that does all that for sure um it's been a great year and uh you know for uh, me personally and in terms of the show as well um oh yeah so yeah it's it's uh I, I think even even though the, you know obviously the i the origins of thanksgiving are not great um right I do try to take the positive meanings of it, you know, just to mean, just be thankful for like what you have, you know? Um, yep. And uh, yeah. So um, what we wanted to do for this show was, so Bonami has been around for like a little over five years. Um, and I wanted to go back and look at the games that dropped 
around Thanksgiving for the last five years, um, not including this year. Um, and I wanted to see if we could talk about those games in retrospect, see kind of how they hold up and kind of, mm-hmm. kind of see like what we think is, you know, maybe the strongest out of the last five years. Now I didn't list every single game, um, but I did try to list at least some of the games that I, um, saw while uh, going to, um, Wikipedia, which has a pretty great list of like, if you go to any year, like 2018 in the gaming they basically have every release by date, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, I just took kind of, like, late October and all of November, pretty much. Um, and, like, I tried to p- pick out some. Um, so, let's go back and let's start at the earliest year that I chose, which is 2013. Um, mm. Very important year because the PS4 and Xbox One dropped this year. Um, Good vintage. And in terms of the exclusives that were of note... Um, for the PS4, you had Killzone. Uh, what became, I don't think people expected this to be a big game, but it ended up being one. Re- Rezogun. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Sound Shapes. Um, and then for the Xbox One, you had Rise, uh, Son of Rome, um, aka Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, and Dead Rising 3. Um, and then for Oh man! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then for uh, cross-platform, you had Battlefield Four. Um, I believe that that was the first one with the uh, what they call it, like the Levolution. Uh, was it was it what it was called? The Levolution, right? Yeah, I think it was yeah Levolution. Yeah, yeah, I think it was called. Blow up that. everything. Man, I, I want to be a marketer, man. This motherfucker. Just... <laughs> um, we have a title that I actually forgot existed: Call of Duty Ghosts. I literally forgot oh, yeah. that that title existed. And I play all the Call of Duties, and I forgot Ghost existed. And I think they forgot it existed as well. Thank um, God. And also, I, I forgot to mention one other Xbox uh, exclusive that I think is of note as well. Killer Instinct, also a launch title for the Xbox One. Um, and Zelda Link Between Worlds for the 3DS, which was a... One of my favorite Zelda games, really, out of all the ones that have uh, come out. Phenomenal game. Really one of the few 3DS games that actually justified, like, the 3D and actually used it in a way that actually added to the game instead of just being just like, hey, some things are closer to you now, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Kyle, what what do you think about 2013 in uh, retrospect? Uh, What do you think? Well, it's interesting that you brought up and I'm, and thank you for putting this list together because now I'm like really going through it and I'm just like, man, there is so many really important touchstone and tentpole games in this particular list for the show, for Spawn on Me proper yeah. and for, you know, those big systems that came out. Um, I, I, just off the top, like, you know, if, if folks have never understood what the kind of meaning behind the name of our show is, it is definitely an, an, an homage to, uh, the battlefield series yep. and battlefield four, um, was one of my, and still I consider the best battlefield game to have ever come out. Nice. Um, uh, it was good, you know, spawning on me was was the thing that you had to do to make sure that you were going to succeed in that game and hence the name of our show um and sound shapes which is really interesting if anybody who follows me on twitter knows sound shapes is is one of the was one of the integral uh games that kind of formulated 
you know, our, our ability to get some notice, yep. um, in the, in the industry, uh, they, um, I, I kind of started off in that space, kind of tracking down and, and interviewing folks from the sound shapes community when they were putting out content. And that kind of helped to get us on, on the map when the uh, PlayStation blog asked us to kind of work collaboratively with them, uh, back in the day. Um, so I, I have a very special place in my heart for the sound shapes game. I even have like a huge poster that is signed that sits right yes. next to me. Uh, yeah. it's like this huge thing that's in the room. Um, I shouldn't have touched it cause now it's going to fall touch it. recording. Don't touch it. Um, but, but like games like kit, like kill zone and Resogun were some of the like biggest launch titles that I would think that, you know, usually have flops when you have uh, launch titles and kill zone, you know, set up a, a standard that we still are now just kind of broaching, right? In terms of graphical fidelity, uh, in terms game, of for sure. ideas of what video games could look like, even with that bugged out PS, the big PS3 uh, trailer that they had that was all CGI, and everybody was like, "There's no way in hell this game's gonna look like that." Yeah, um, that started that whole controversy, but it was. Uh, you know, gave people hope to see like, yo, in a couple of years, like games are going to look crazy. Um, Resogun was one of the things that brought voxels into, into the world in a real way. People didn't even know what that term was until that game became a thing. Um, and it, and it's also really interesting that you, that you brought in rise. It was funny cause I had, ne- I had never played rise um, in any form of, or capacity until early this year. Um, and I, and I mean, it was the, I always call it like the cartoon ham bone game. Cause as soon as you cut somebody's arm off, it looked like a, it looked like a cartoon <laughs> ham on the end of it. Um, it was fantastic though, because it was like this really dope kind of, um, uh, foray into, into that, into that, uh, uh, um, time period, which kind of talks about some of the games that we're going to see it later in 2014 and beyond. Um, but 2013 for for me personally for the for the show for for the gaming community was like a huge huge year in terms of big games that we saw that were kind of changing the way that we think about the stuff that we're playing now. Yeah, and I didn't include it on here, but what what do you think of Knack? You think of Knack? I, it's weird. I didn't buy. I didn't play Knack uh, when it launched either because I was like, this is a kids game. I don't want this game. Um, and then came back to it some years afterward and knack is a reasonably good game. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, it's not great. I've never played it. So I don't know. I, I honestly, the thing I always remembered about knack had nothing to do with the actual game. It was the fact that it was the thing that made Mark Cerny talk to people. <laughs> and I was like, Mark yeah. Cerny is super, super quiet. He's like super introverted. Um, and to see him out on stage talking about this really interesting kids, his kids game was like, wow, this game must be something that he really cares about because, <laughs> because he's out on stage talking about it. So yeah, that was, that was knack for me. It was, it was interesting playing it later. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty dope. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like battlefield four a lot as well. I think three might be my favorite, um, but mm. four is definitely very, very good. Um, actually my favorite times about four is when they re-released the maps from Battlefield three. Uh, <laughs> yep. I played the mm-hmm. shit out of Battlefield three. Um, Call of Duty Ghosts, honestly, I thought was a game that was going to kill Call of Duty. Like I thought that they were going to mm. take a couple years off. That game was bad. Like 
I had to look it up to remember. That was the one where they introduced like that dog. Uh, oh uh, yeah, his name was Boomer. R- R- Boomer. <laughs> well, love Boomer. Um, I think it was <laughs> Riley. I think if I remember right. Yes. And the yes, dog right. and the it dog would just keep dying, and oh, it was, it was just like it was like, it was just bad. It was, like the plot was bad. The shooting fell off. Um, it sucked. Um, <laughs> um, I must say, Killer Instinct though, I think is one of the more successful resurrections of a franchise that I've seen of like any kind of franchise that I've seen that game yeah. when it came out, I was at first I was a little pissed off. Cause like, Oh, they're only releasing a couple of characters and you gotta do this. But when I played it, I was like, this plays so well. And mm-hmm. I'm usually very biased against fighting games that are not street fighter style or injustice, like mortal Kombat style. And like yeah. the original, Killer Instinct, I always thought it looked cool, but it, it just seemed like it was on autopilot. Like we like when like you would do combos, you would press like three buttons and your guys would hit them like twelve times. And you'd be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> um, but it felt really good, so I I, I think that it was, they did a bang up job. Um, unfortunately, I do not share your opinion of Rise. I think Rise is awful. Um, now I played it on the PC when it was uh ported. I caught it on Steam sale for it was like literally like five dollars, and I picked it up i thought it was it was beautiful it looked great but yeah. it was clearly like hey check out our great looking console and now play a qte for you know <laughs> for five hours <laughs> um i thought both ps4 and the one i mean we in retrospect i think their launch lineups were pretty weak but not like not out of the ordinary for most console launches like, like most console launches i feel like are fairly well, most modern console launches are fairly weak um yeah you know um yeah but uh yeah i i I like i like just about i like most of these games so i think it was cool and i i i I somehow play knack man i i I go download it on uh on uh, the playstation store or something i'm telling you you should do you should do a a live tweeting (laughs) sweet and then and then go back because i you know like that would be a lot of fun like to go back to see some of those games i thought about that actually with killzone 2 the other day and I was like oh man like I was going through my PSN library and I was like oh man I haven't played this thing in forever like I loved this game because yeah. I thought it was doing some really cool stuff um, yeah yeah we should maybe could, go back and play some it could be a good more. idea I mean like you, you you know I usually play old games during the spawn for good stuff it, it could definitely be a thing for sure um, yeah. alright so let's move up to 2014 uh, 2014 we have a game which was actually just ported to PC about a month ago, Sunset Overdrive. Um, mm-hmm. We have Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, a.k.a. Kill Kevin Spacey, uh, <laughs> um, which I liked a lot, actually. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity, which, again, I thought would... It kind of did kill these. Well, it didn't kill the Assassin's Creed. It, 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 killed, a, it, it killed the studio. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, like, killed, like, the annual Assassin's Creed stuff. Like, that's when they were, they were like, whoa, we, we gotta slow down a bit. Um, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I wish we had Tanya on because she's obviously a huge proponent of uh, that game. I played a little bit of yeah. it. Um, it's fucking cool. Um, I just wish I had the time to really dedicate to it. Um, and then, of course, the game that pretty much owned that holiday and pretty much every day after it, GTA Five, yeah. um, incredible, um, Shadow of Mordor, uh, 
Mm. Which, again, like the Nemesis system and all that just made that an incredible game. Far Cry 4, um, and also Smash Brothers for the Wii U also dropped uh, around that time. Um, So I I thought this was a decent year. I, 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 I didn't think it was as strong as... 2013 though uh, what, what 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 are your thoughts about these uh these games well i mean sunset overdrive i still hold really dear to my heart it's weird because it's like when i see these lists i'm like damn i didn't finish this <laughs> didn't finish this game shit didn't finish this game and i'm like oh man i still have to go back and do it like sunset overdrive now that's on pc i feel like i want to start over and do it on pc because it's going to look really beautiful right um, and that game looked good on on Xbox when oh, it first it looked came out. Incredible, yeah. It was like it was like a mind blowingly yeah. beautiful game. It was like was Jet like, Set Radio to me. It like reminded me of uh, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, like I love the death animations when you'd come back <laughs> and it'd always be different. Yeah, uh, that stuff was really smart. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter. That that was when I felt like they started to jump the shark a little bit, and I was like, they're they're doing a little bit too much. And now look at the whole fall from grace with Kevin Spacey too. I was like, that's that's like another secondary like this was a telltale sign. This is going to go wrong. <laughs> now that we know in retrospect, like looking in, looking backwards, you're like, oh man, that was a sign. Um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity, I did not play at all. Thank God, um, I did because I heard how badly that that game was was uh, uh, was coded. And heard about all the stuff. Dragon Dragon Age Inquisition, interestingly enough, I bought on launch and then didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's hard to remember what my feelings, my exact feelings were, but I didn't necessarily care for the combat system that much. I thought it was cool in, in idea, but not in practice. Um, GTA Five is, again, like a seminal game. It's I, ha- I still haven't finished GTA Five either. Um, I usually don't finish GTA games because they're just so damn long. Yeah, and I uh, I, I do have a uh, correction. The November 2014 was for the re-release for PS4 and Xbox One. The original one came out in September 2013 uh, for the ah, okay. PS3 and 360. But gotcha. Uh, but nobody was playing that, and I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I feel like like that GTA when it got pumped when it got bumped up. Oh yeah, to the new res and everything. Yeah. It turned. It still sold even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it still sells. Everyone still rebought sells right it. Now. Everyone rebought it. Yeah, I rebought it. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Did. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, Shadow of Mordor was game changing. Like I didn't understand how dope the Nemesis system was until the second game, where they refined it some more. Yeah, but the Nemesis system was one of those things where you were like, I want this in every game. Yeah, and that's rare. Like that's a rare thing that you see that you're like, yo, this system would work well in here, in here. Like, imagine the Nemesis system in the world of Spider-Man or Batman, yeah. or like it would work so well. It would be so dope. Um, and then Smash, uh, I didn't play Smash because when I bought my Wii, when did the Wii come out? Like, do you remember what year that was? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It was a year before the one in the ps4 okay because i literally i think i bought a wii u and then gave it away two months later because i was like i don't like yeah this i thought it was sooner than that <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah it, it, it was like two months it was, it was literally like two months i was like i gave it to i gave it to my wife's nephew i was like you could use this I'm that like, was like the weirdest console launch i think i've ever seen because i remember it came out people didn't really know it came out 
Like yeah. it was like it was like I remember going in and buying one, and it was like everybody was like, "What? What do you like? What is that?" Like I was like, <laughs> and I was in a GameStop. I was like, "What do you mean? What is it?" They were, man, they, they wow, what a fucking. Do I need a balance board for this? Does it come with batteries? What is, a it, is it awful, awful? Awful launch yeah. and following. So 2014, 2014 was actually really dope. Yeah. I, I think okay. there was there were some good games in there yeah. that, that shined a lot. And Far Cry, Far Cry was again like one of those games that you felt like you had an understanding of what that game had the potential to be, and then it, it kind of did some extra stuff that made it made it feel a little bit special in the way that it was like so open and so many weird things that would just happen in the world around you. Yeah. See, uh, Far Cry yeah, four yeah. is when I started getting a little tired of the Far Cry formula. Yeah. Far Cry three. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed a lot. Um, Far Cry four. I love the villain was cool. Um, yes. for sure. Um, and I also loved how, um, I remember reading how in Far Cry four, like the beginning, cinematic like you're basically like you're eating with this guy and then he says like i'll be back or like or whatever and then you and then you and then you use that time to, to escape i remember re- yeah. i remember reading that you could sit there and wait and he eventually does come back yeah and then like the game ends or like something like yeah <laughs> which is so cool which is a cool little thing uh, yeah they, i think they had that in the in five two I think they had it in the most recent one where you, you meet the father and you can do you can do that same kind of interaction nice. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just I, I I just love when devs uh, put 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 that stuff in. Um, mm-hmm. All right, twenty fifteen. Uh, here we have Halo Five, uh, yeah. Black Ops Three, which is pre I I I I I. Fallout Four, which is. Uh, Make which now seems like a perfect non buggy mess after seeing Fallout 76. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I believe was our game of the year that year, or if it wasn't, yep. it was very close. Um, and Star Wars Battlefront, uh, the first one. Um, so, uh, I've not played Halo 5, but I've heard literally universally negative things about it. Um, and not just like this isn't as good as you know the best halos but like this is bad like i've heard that yeah. from a lot a lot of people i'm not sure if people just got disappointed because their hopes were up i mean it is halo um mm-hmm. but i don't know i get the feeling that this game was actually not good like it wasn't just like it's mediocre for a halo game it's like nah this isn't good have have you played it yeah i definitely played it i bought it yeah. um and it, to, it's weird because like I I kind of fell out of Halo's favor a while ago. Mm-hmm. Like I played ODST, and then I think there was something after Reach. that. Reach, Reach. Yeah. Um, but I I mean I honestly, and that's weird because Halo Five now has made a really dope comeback in terms of esports and competitive stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's still going super strong in uh, MLG and and all those other kind of big major leagues. Um, but it, but the reason I think that Halo Five didn't do well is all because of Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter <laughs> is the reason why Halo Five was a bad game, and everything Mike Coulter touches turns to shit. Dab on him, so dab on him. He yeah yeah. Oh my god, it's like a reverse dab. He like reverse dabbed, and and then Halo Five became a shitty game. But I blame Mike Coulter. So if you ever want to figure out like what the actual like MPDs were and all the other stuff, it doesn't really matter. Mike Coulter is the reason why Halo Five didn't do well. Um, 
but I did play it. It was it, I thought it was okay. Like they ad- they added some new uh, dope weapons that were like based on the alien tech, and I forgot what it was called, but it had like a really cool name. Oh, um, um, was it progenitor weapons or something like that? Yeah, I forgot the name. It was I, something I like that, but it was dope because it was like uh, that old '80s cartoon. Oh, not '80s cartoon. '80s live action TV show. Um, oh man, damn it! It was like Light Man or something like that, where the dude had a Lamborghini and it was all neon. Damn it! I forgot the name of that movie, that show. Anybody in Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. If you're old, Light Man, you know what that show was. It was like Light Man or something like that, and he had a he had like a he actually had um a destiny like ghost oh oh shit i didn't i didn't remember that until now he had like a destiny <laughs> destiny like ghost that was called cursor i i have literally drawn a blank on this oh my god i have to find out what this thing is called i know what it's called but i can't remember the name of it all right i'm sure people on twitter when you hear the show you'll remember it but auto man um Auto Man, yes, it was Auto Man. Uh, Auto yes. Man, I just looked. Auto it up. Man, good. I Thank you. Google. Not heard of this at all. Um, oh really? Oh my God, you have to watch. It looks Auto like Man. Tron, Auto Man, kind of. Yes, it looks like Tron, but those guns look like stuff that was in Tron or Auto Man or something like that. Um, oh wait, yeah, I have anyway. seen this. I, I told have, you. Yeah, that. I have, have totally seen, seen this. <laughs> right? I don't remember. I, like, oh. I, I don't remember the name, and I definitely don't remember the ghost. But interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, wow, uh, yeah, um, Black Ops Three, man. I thought that was when they were trying too hard to be Titanfall, man. They tried to put the war run in, and uh, you know they just try to make it too futuristic. And I think especially next to Titanfall, which was like just, in my opinion, an amazing, amazing launch to a franchise. Uh, yeah, you know, it just looked bad. Uh, but Black Ops Three, I thought the multiplayer was garbage. I mean, story was okay, but the multiplayer was garbage. Um, yep. Uh, what, you, what? What? Yeah. How? Now, I remember with Fallout Four. I remember you being a little down on it. Um, after playing a little bit of seventy six, hear your thoughts on four change at all? I feel it's like if you were to have two human beings who were like the personification of two games, you'd have them both like Fallout Four and seventy six being really happy, walking and skipping down the street, holding hands. Aww, it's like those that's two games. Cute. It's really cute and terrible. It's like <laughs> shitty, two shitty games, holding hands, running down the street, being happy with each other. Um, Fallout Four really made me mad. Actually, I, I, I was like, this is a terrible, awful story, wrapped around a bad engine with not fun mechanics. And then Seventy Six came out, and it is literally another offshoot of that same same thought process where I'm going to play more of it because I feel like that game has some good narrative threads in it, mm-hmm. but the actual stuff that you're doing doesn't feel fun. Like it didn't feel fun when I was doing it by myself. It didn't feel fun when I was doing it with other people. It just is not a fun game. So I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of that game. Um, but what I really want to hold on to 76 for is to get to the point where I can see a nuke go off and then I'll never probably play that game again. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to say any more about Rise. I mean, it was our game of the year, so we, we yeah, fucking love that game. Battlefront is interesting because uh, I remember being super hyped. I mean, this was like Force Awakens time, you know? Yep. Um, I was super back in my Star Wars mode. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, it, it, it got a weird, uh, you know, had a lot of microtransactions and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and it had kind of the EA thing where you have to overcome the fact that you're a shitty company, uh, you know, with like every launch that you do, that's not a Bioware release. Well, now since Andromeda, now they do kind of have that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a high profile game. Didn't really, didn't really hit, hit it. But so even though Battlefront and Black Ops, I feel like Rise, man, is so good. And I did like Fallout, um, um, that, yeah, I think 2015, I still, up, up till now, I still think 2013 is, is, is up there for me. Um, oh yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, we'll, we'll see as we go on. So 2016, we got Titanfall 2, um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. The warfare is infinite. We're in space. Space. Um, Dishonored 2 and Watch Dogs 2. Ooh. Yeah, man, that's a good list. So Titanfall 2, I think, is one of the most underrated games in the past couple years because I feel like that game did narratively stuff that we hadn't seen. Like it, it did, the, it did the like human big robot story and a, you mm-hmm. know connection story in a way that I thought was really really good, and it was something I did not expect actually to have have some poignant moments in it. I did not expect that game to do that. Plus it had a really like the combat around the single player and then the multiplayer stuff that they added into it was really, really good. And that game just came out at the worst time. It really did. It it just came out at a bad time. And I was like, man, this game would be held up. I think in, in some really good light if, if it didn't, if it wasn't released in that really bad time slot. Yeah, because cause, cause the one game I forgot to mention, but I did mean to mention, it launched right around Battlefield 1, which also came out this yep. year. And everybody was super hyped because they were going back to World War One. They were like, fuck all this future shit. And the game sold like gangbusters, and Titanfall 2 just did not have the just not have the server and population. It's so it funny, though. It's so weird because I hated Battlefield 1. A lot of people I did, did not like that game. I did not like that game. It was not a good game. And to see that Titanfall 2 got pooped on because everyone was excited about Battlefield looking really pretty. It looked really good. I was good, like, man. oh, you can ride on a horse and chop people while you wild people oh, shooting at people. Awesome, I'm like, this man. shit is. It was good for the one time that I oh. did it. And then I never did it again because it was bad. <laughs> um, it was bad. It was like the worst aiming. I like, like Battlefield 1. I hate Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 was a terrible game. Anyway, I hate Khalif uh, 1. Um, I hate I hate Sharif too. Um, uh, Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare was it Infinite Warfare? Um, I it's weird. Like I think that that game had a had a reasonable idea surrounding it. Like I am one of the people who, when it comes to the kind of conversation about like should we be moving forward or backwards when it comes to big AAA shooters in terms of um, setting, I am like. I don't want any more old, old weapons. I don't want us going back to World War One. I. I don't want us doing any of that stuff. I want us to be in the future. I right. want to see what people will think about in terms of new tech um, and new guns and new weapons and all that kind of stuff. And Call of Duty IW uh, did a good job of putting it in into a realistic space where you felt like, oh, this is future tech that, you know, the military that will probably have and we'll be able to see maybe go um, in a good direction. Um, I just really wish Battlefield would take that step. Like, I want to see Battlefield go to 2040, whatever the hell it was when it first started. Yeah, they had Battlefield 2042, yeah. 
Yeah, and they've never gone back to a futuristic idea of a battlefield game, which which bugs me out. I don't understand that. But Call of Duty wasn't it was an okay game. It was reasonable in that space, but it didn't feel that different from um AW. Yeah, so, that's like, what pissed me it off didn't feel about that it. different. Like they threw all this future stuff and then it looked and controlled exactly the same. I'm like fit, like like yes, there were parts where you were flying around and you know, mm-hmm. and doing shit, and it looked different, but I was like, it still felt like the same. Interestingly enough, the best part about Call of Duty IW was the PSVR game that came out um, that was like the advanced tactics, some shit. I forgot what it was called. Um, but that PSVR game was really dope, actually, because that was like an early um, add-on to the PSVR uh, it was a game that was attached to a, a franchise that people heard of before. So it sparked people's interest in getting into VR spaces and it was fairly good. Like it was pretty chill. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it was like a good beginning step into VR for the call of duty franchise, which I'm surprised they haven't gone back to in some way, having had multiple games out now since that. So I don't know. We'll see if that ever becomes another thing. Yeah. Now Dishonored two, I never played. Um, yeah. Did you play it? Yeah, Dishonored 2 is great. Yeah, I'm, like, I've never been a big Dishonored fan, so I kind of stayed away from it. It's weird because like Dishonored in theory again is one of those games that like the the minute to minute stuff that you're doing isn't really that compelling, but when you use the systems against other stuff, like when you use the systems that are there against the enemies, that's where that game flourishes. Like I, I've yet to finish a, a Dishonored game because I just don't finish games anymore. Um, I mean, Dishonored, I just don't finish games at all. But it does always feel like when you've gotten your powers together that you can do some really cool shit. And then you nice. get to see the like uh, uh, Rube Goldberg machine kind of work. Right? Nice. You get to like do the things and like, oh, this person's going to fall into that and they're going to die over here because I poisoned yeah. these rats or I became a rat, whatever. Like all those things are, are still really good. So, um, and Dishonored 2, I think, brought uh, with its DLC like a black woman as the main protagonist. Oh, and, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Which which I still didn't get a chance to play. I think it was on sale a little while ago, but it was, it was, it was really cool to see um, a disabled black protagonist uh, be the front of one of the games. Awesome. Speaking of black protagonists, uh, Watch Dogs 2, Marcus, probably still my favorite uh, protagonist in a game uh, of the last years that I can like remember. Uh, yeah. I freaking love that game. Definitely the 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 uh, most improved player, Watch Dogs, in a franchise. Uh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> trashed the first one, and this one was phenomenal. Um, I actually need to play through it again because it was really good. Um, yeah, me too. And and like I never played any of those DLCs or anything that they dropped for it. Um, but yeah, very very good game. Uh, so this is a strong year, man. Holy crap! Yeah, um, yeah. Watch Dogs Two was the first first uh, protagonist that I literally could say I have been this person in some form or some form or fashion. Yeah, like he is—he is definitely me and a lot of people I know in real ways. So it was like Watch Dogs Two was like super dope. Yeah, the game is like still holds up really well. Really, really dope. Um, And then our final year last year, where maybe one of the greatest game days for me at least in gaming, October twenty seventh, we had Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein Two, and Assassin's Creed Origins all come out on the same day. (laughs) 
Man, <laughs> think about that. That's crazy. That was crazy. And I remember I I I chose to delay Assassin's Creed because I was like, I can't play all three of these. Um, and then I was <laughs> mad because after I played Assassin's Creed, I was like, damn it, I should have played this because this would have been in some of my categories on the small well, these. All three of these games ended up phenomenal. Wolfenstein still, yeah. I'm like, has no right to be as narratively good as it is. There's no right. It has no right to <laughs> treat things like race and stuff like that better than other games that are, you know, trying to be more serious and stuff. Um, I mean, it was so, like, the game was so crazy that literally Giant Bomb had a whole category, like, best Wolfenstein scene. Because they couldn't just have best scene because there were too many good Wolfenstein scenes. I mean, it's a game yeah. that just shocks you over and over again. Um, very, very good. Uh, Call of Duty World War II, um, not a great game. Uh, nope. In my opinion, um, just not great. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I think, is good. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't give it a chance, obviously, because they were, you know, because um, they launched with these microtransactions and they ended up taking them out the game and putting them back in the game and then promising everything is free. You know, just a standard EA shit where, like, they're, like, just not getting it. Um, I think they are going to get it right for games like Anthem and stuff. Um mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and, and I think that they have, um, kind of gotten it right for like Battlefield one and stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to me, just having those three games come out on the same day, kind of like almost makes this just, uh, I, I mean, like the year was already like 2017 is already one of the greatest years in gaming and just having that day is just nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on? Uh, uh, yeah, have yeah, have because I mean, like I I know you got a switch. Have like you had a chance to play uh, Mar- Mar- Mario Odyssey at all? It's interesting because I was going to um, start playing Odyssey again because I've never I, again I didn't finish it. <laughs> Surprise! I keep I keep feeling bad about that because I keep thinking about it. I'm like, yo, did I finish that shit? No, I didn't finish that shit. Um. But Odyssey, like, was the thing that made me know the Switch was real. Mm. And and I was like, okay, I'm not going to jump. Because I got on the Switch bandwagon late. I didn't get on it at launch. I got it way later. And I was, like, asking people, what game should I get? And everyone, I think that was pre-Zelda that was pre uh, when I, well, no, Zelda was out when I got it. Yeah. So I got Zelda yeah, it was, and Odyssey it was a launch the same game. time. Yeah. yeah so I got both of those Zelda when they launched. first, when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Odyssey, when I threw it in, I was like, oh, okay. I totally understand now why everyone was freaking out about this game. It is absolutely phenomenal. And then Wolfenstein, I had no expectation that that game was going to be dope. Me neither. Like, I thought that was going to be a budget title in terms of just like what kind of experience you're going to get, even though it was going to be a triple A game. And that thing did so many things well. And I remember very specifically when someone was showing it off on PC and showing off just like that, that game got was the thing was, I'm sorry, that game, let me try to use it words, uh, was the impetus for me to get a new PC Uh, because I was like, I'm going to jump into PC gaming and I want a thing that looks this pretty to be the first thing that I play when I actually start to play on PC. Um, And Assassin's Creed Origins, you all know how much we love that game. And it's like still continues to be one of the strongest titles in that, in that series with Bayek being so dope. 
um, and having his gangster boo uh, be up in there running around assassinating people <laughs> together in all this beautiful space. And it was like the first time it was like really deeply embedded within Africa, which was great and showcased a whole bunch of a whole bunch of new cool tech. Yeah, so that game stands out as as a fantastic addition to to the Assassin's Creed uh, lineup. And Call of Duty was wasn't a good game. I didn't really care for it. And I actually did buy uh, Star Wars Battlefront two, um, and really enjoyed the time that I had with it. Except for when the hero characters came through and just wrecked everybody's faces, <laughs> and then you were just like, "Yo, what the hell?" I like, kind of like that though. Well. It always looked cool. even if I got killed, it always looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool like to it. see. It was like it would. It was like really fun to see a hero at the other end of the map. Yeah, just come, just yeah, destroy people. Yeah, it was, it was like destroy people and then just dip out or die and get shot, and then you had to wait. But yeah, like I, I feel like that year was a, a pretty solid year in terms of you know setting things up for 2018, setting expectations for for the years coming after that, and and and, and kind of laying down the foundation for you know making sure that Switch was a real platform that people really enjoyed. People got really excited about anything else that was going to be coming out for Assassin's Creed when people were kind of tired of that franchise. Um, I don't know if that's the same thing for for the Battlefront feel. I, I hope that people give that game a chance whenever the new one comes out. But I hope so too. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah I also hope hope with uh, more people getting on to like Origin Access and EA Access and stuff that people will dive in. Um, so this also has a personal connection with me because this is the year I went to E3. Um, oh, yeah. So I got to play a lot of these games at E3, like before they dropped in in November. Um, so yeah, so I have that. So that same way you had that connection with those 2013 games, like I had the connection with these games. Um, yeah. Yes, we've gone through last five years, man. Um, what do you think if you had to pick? If you if you had to pick 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 a year that you think was the strongest for your Thanksgiving turkey. Tur- turkey games mm, i mean I, I have to go back to 2013 like i feel i feel like 2013 had a little bit of everything for everyone yeah like i feel like it had a really good like well-rounded um lineup for a lot of different people if you were a score muncher you had Resogun. if you loved music you had sound shapes and stuff if you loved gore you had rise and stuff like that if you, and it's interesting we didn't really talk about dead rising 3 but dead rising 3 was a technical showcase for a while too there was like how many zombies can we throw on screen and people were like oh my god it's a hundred zombies um and it, it was is that how they it sound was cool, though is that how they sound? it was all of them just like that it was like <laughs> mr bill oh um <laughs> but it was it was like that though where it was super cool to see like that many things on screen and it not die so um yeah I, my pick is 2013 i think that that was a super solid year and I, I haven't seen a lot of years being able to have matched that well-roundedness um since yeah uh i agree that 2013 is definitely the most well-rounded um i think for me though it's got to be I don't want to do a tie, but it's hard to pin. <laughs> no, no, I I can't do a tie. Um, <laughs> I'll say 2017, um, and mostly because of the surprise. Like, I kind of figured that Mario Odyssey would be pretty good. Uh, didn't think Wolfenstein 2 would be great. Didn't think Assassin's Creed uh, Origins would be great. And didn't think Battlefront 2 would be as good as it was either. So I was mm. more, like, pleasantly surprised 
by that year. Um, you know, and I was surprised and, you know, like a lot of that stuff is just, you know, a lot of people still haven't played all those games, you know, um, you know, I didn't play origins until earlier this year, you know, which is like, which is one reason I haven't dug into Odyssey because I was like, I feel like I just finished origins, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is, you know, always a good time for games around this time of year. Um, and as you can see, it's a very consistent, uh, uh, Call of Duty Battlefield or Rockstar game uh, <laughs> that uh, launches. Uh, so I I didn't want to do it for 2018 yet, but if you did, obviously you have like Red Dead, you know, um, of course, and and yeah. and in uh, a Battlefield, you know, um, five, uh, you know, and uh, that stuff. So uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so any any final thoughts? Yeah, last thought is um again, thank you 2015 for putting Mike Coulter into my life um and ruining it. Uh and that's pretty much it. I yep. f- I feel like you got Luke Cage canceled off off of Netflix. Like I feel like you like tried a call like yeah, I tried. I'm tired of this. I was like this is terrible. I don't want this uh, respectability shit on Netflix. I'm sick of these bad dabs. I'm sick of them not representing Harlem well. I'm sick of Mike Coulter not knowing how to act and D all the above. Man, man, well, I guess scratch that guest appearance off the list. Uh, <laughs> I would totally get him on this. Show. Not happening. That, and t- it's not happening I now. Totally, I would totally try to get him on this. <laughs> it's show. Not happening now. <laughs> like Mike, can you talk about the dab incident, please? Oh man, can you please talk about the dab? Can you please talk about anyway? Yeah, he actually made like a video. I, I remember he recorded a video on Instagram Live or something where he was like, yeah, like. He was like, they told me that it was supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be awkward. Yeah. It was supposed to be an awkward dab. Yeah, he was like apologizing like like he said something racist or some shit. Like, <laughs> like it was like one of those fake apologies. It was like one of those pseudo apologies. I mean, I'm sorry that y'all was offended, you know. Uh, but yeah. Sorry my elbows touched my elbows. Whatever, son. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, this has been episode 264. We, we will be back with our normal goodness um, next week. Um, and until then, oh wait, uh, Kyle, can you, the captain do the social media business? Yes, I can. If you want to check out the show, check us out on Twitter at spawn on me. You can check us out every two, I'm sorry, every Thursday on Twitch at 7 30 PM. That's twitch.tv slash spawn on me. You can check out my man, my mellow brother reef at Sharif Jackson on Twitter. You can check out stubby Stan at stubby Stan uh, on Twitter. You can check me out at Kajakins on twitter uh and you want to check out our facebook page we have a whole bunch of people over there hanging out and doing cool stuff uh we are on all podcast platforms that you can think of stitcher google play overcast overcast uh npr one radio public all those dope places and again you know our patreon is there if you want to help support us patreon.com slash spawn on me and you know, throw us a couple bucks. We have some really fun content over there as well for the folks who um, want to check out some of our after dark stuff. Uh, and yeah, check us out on Instagram, all the other good places, Spawn Me Podcast there. And uh, come check us out, come hang out with us, and send us some messages if you have some over at our email address, Spawn Me Podcast at gmail.com. Or if I was Cicero, I would say at gmail.com. Uh, n- nobody can do it like uh, the Baron of Bourbon does. His voice is too damn deep. I hate him. I- yeah, I, 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 I hate him too. Okay, uh, and, and and with our mutual <laughs> hatred uh, being shared.
uh, for Caliph Adams, for the missing Dubby Stan, who is winterizing his his uh, apartment, uh, for Shreve Jackson. This is Spawn on Me, and we say peace. Peace.